Saturday, June 14th, 2014. It's 9 p.m. here in Portland, Oregon. I'm Jack Miller. And I'm Shannon Emerson. This is White Tiger Radio. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. So, uh, Shannon, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I've been thinking about the idiom, absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's an idiom. Do you think it is? I don't know. Sounds like an idiom. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. You sound doubtful that it's an idiom. No. No? I'll go with that. It's definitely a phrase. Okay. Uh, Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, and I just was thinking the end sort of leaves you hanging a little bit, you know, as if to, you know, reveal the truth that absence makes the heart grow fonder of absence. Ooh. A little bit. Could be a trap there. I mean, sometimes you get a little alone time and uh, you just really want a little more alone time. Oh, yeah. That's, no, no offense, dear. So that's the, uh, that's the risk of kind of, you know, giving, giving some space. Just give me some space and then you want some more space. And then I was thinking, what if it's actually, what if it's true? Like, what if absence does really make the heart grow fonder? Well, you know, what does that say about the person that you're away from, that you like them more when you're not around them? Right. That's, yeah, that's, that can't uh, be good. Can't be a good thing. Boy, I never thought about it that much. That is one deep idiom, that's for sure. You know, they come back. You're thinking good thoughts about them while they're gone. They come back and then they just start talking and doing stuff. And then you you realize that they're better. You know, people are better in your mind than they are in person. Right. You were fonder of them when they were gone. They got back and you're, uh, you you know, you're reminded of why you were so fond of when they were gone. People are better in your mind than in person. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. (laughs) Not a love story. It's a cautionary tale. That's a translation then is what you're saying. You're translating absence makes the heart grow fonder into. Uh, People are better in your mind than in person. Got it. And, uh, but otherwise, other than that, I haven't really been thinking about much. Not much on my mind. Okay. Well, tonight's show is summer songs. It's not quite summer yet. But it's creeping up on us pretty fast, just a week away here next Saturday, first day of summer, 2014. And at White Tiger Radio, we like to be prepared, though. So even though it's not quite summer yet, we're doing a summer songs show. We asked our faithful listeners to submit the request for songs that reminded them of summer, or songs they can't live through summer without, or songs that bring back the carefree feeling of past summers, or whatever summer songs means to them. Let's get I'm rolling. Excited. Oh, <laughs> I'm excited, too. Do you know what any of these songs are? Um, I do. Yeah, I do. Did you know them before the request um, came in? Uh, some of them, but not all of them. Yeah, there were quite a lot of the requests that I didn't know the song before it came in. So bravo, listeners. Nice job. Bravo. Let's get rolling with a request submitted by Anne in San Rafael, California. <laughs> Thank you. 
when the sun goes, that's the Judy Holiday doing a nice little song there called An Occasional Man. Uh, that was requested by Victor in Everett, Washington. Thanks for that one, Victor. He actually even also sent me a recording of the album. So he has that album. Thanks, Victor. Nice. Uh, that song was written in 1955, and it was featured in the movie The Gold Rush. The Girl Rush, excuse me, not The Gold Rush. The Girl Rush, which I assume was a play on the phrase The, girl ru- the Gold Rush. Um, one thing Victor wanted me to know, I don't know if he wanted me to pass this on or not, but he wanted me to know this, is that um, Judy Holiday had an IQ of 172. Is that good? I don't know. Uh, when, in general, I would say that's probably pretty good. Like 172, that's a super high IQ. Oh, okay. But, so that is good. Well, it's good at IQ, but it's, is it good that that's the, what she's doing with it? Oh, of course. I don't know. <laughs> so. Uh, Maybe she could have been a lawyer. Good point. Yeah. And then we wouldn't remember her at all now. So yeah, maybe that was the best thing 
IQ 172 Judy Holly. Smart move. An occasional man. Thanks for that request. We started that set with a request for Anne in San Rafael, California. That was Toots and the Maytals. Ain't Got No Tip. Originally recorded in 1967. And it was only released as a single. And it was uh, never again made available on album until 2002. Um, which is where I got it from. Uh, 5446 was my number is this is the album that that okay, song comes so from. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to interrupt. Okay. So I think the Am I going on? I think Am I droning on here? The education is great, but um let's move on. No, well, not move on quite from there, but I wanted to say that Toots and the Maytals in 1980 they decided to make uh the Guinness Book of World Records by recording and pressing and distributing a new album to record shops all in the same day. Wow. And so they 1980 succeeded at doing it, beating the record, the the previously held record, but they didn't get the actual record because uh, no one no one had alerted Guinness that it was happening, and you have to tell them first. Apparently, they have to have some kind of monitor there right. to make you sure it really say, is true. Right, we did it. And right. so, world's so biggest cupcake is here. We took a picture of it. So I'd like to get my hands on that album. I don't even now remember what the title is, but wow. So they fun. were denied the record. That's too bad. I know. Sad story. Okay. Uh, one thing I want to point out about that uh, song is that um, the year after that song, 1967, in 1968, which happens to be the year in which I was born, Toots and the Maytals put out the single Do the Reggae, which is widely credited with coining the word reggae. And I, I never even knew that someone coined it. I just thought it bubbled up out of the thing, the ooze yeah. of reggae. Yeah. The word just appeared. But Toots and the Maytals coined that phrase reggae um what what was played after that song the next song was michael Franti and spearhead playing the sound of sunshine and that was requested by gordon who's right here in portland thanks for that request gordon um any thoughts about that song shannon i realize that it is it's a lesson in uh ignore your troubles sit in the sun and then your troubles will go away and you'll also find love which is you listen to the words I was yeah. just kind of swaying back and forth. I didn't really listen to the words. It's basically a long version of No Worries. And, uh, oh. and it was catchy. And it's great. No, it's great. I like it. And and it's interesting to know that Michael Franti, who wrote it, um, in uh, 2000, he decided to stop wearing shoes for three days. And basically, at the end of those three days, he just decides to never wear shoes. He hasn't worn and shoes so he since. only wears shoes when he's going to has to board a plane because it's required or to get served in a restaurant. And then he does, he wears flip-flops when he wears shoes. So does he have a he's handler got a no, to he's carry got a the no flip-flops attitude. Yeah, he definitely has it. So that song reflects so. that. It's, it's funny because I always associate Spearhead with sort of more political type sort of, you know, tougher songs. Um, but I guess that Michael Fronte has a light summary side to him after all. Uh, and in fact... Here's uh, an example of that. This is a little clip from 2008. Yes, 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 it's time. We all come together.
I've never heard that song before. I never heard that song before yesterday either. And that's quite catchy. I mean, that's maybe the catchiest political song ever. Barack yeah. Obama. I've never heard that. That's great. Uh, well, let's move on with our next set. And uh, let's do it. Summer songs seem to bring a lot of people back to their childhoods, at least according to the request we've got tonight. In 1968, I was nine years old and my sister was seven, and we were both aspiring air guitarists. Felicity would grab a tennis racket and I'd pick up an old cricket bat, both tied up with pieces of string as our straps. We put them around our necks and then at full volume, while our parents were out getting snockered at cocktail parties, we'd play along to Snoopy versus the Red Baron. After the turn of the century in the clear blue skies over Germany came a roar and a thunder men have never heard like the screaming sound of a big warbird up in the sky a man
Daddy and whiskey down They say brandy Fetch another round She serves them whiskey and wine They say they say brandy You're a fine girl Freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. 
it and the place is packed And when the crowd's like this, I'm ready to rap But before I can buzz around on the mic Freaks are all over me like white on rice Freaks come in all shapes, sizes, and colors But what I like about them most is that they're real good lovers They do it in the park, they do it in the dark But most freaks are known for breaking hearts You can never tell what a freak is thinking of And you may never catch a freak without at least one glove If they don't walk, when they step, they strut And nine times out of ten, they drive you nuts So take my advice, you don't stand a chance Freaks are so bad, they got their own dance So if you wanna live a nice, quiet life Do yourself a favor, don't come out at night Cause Freaks come out at night Freaks come out at night Freaks come out at night Freaks come out Freaks come out at night 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 Freaks come out Freaks come out at night Freaks Come Out at Night by Houdini that was recorded in 1984 and requested by Dan in Portland. And I saw this song on the set list. Jack got the requests. um, And I saw this song on the set list and I knew that it was from when Dan lived in the Bronx. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That would be kind of a cool thing. I mean, Big memory. To hear that song for the first time or many times in the Bronx, anyway. Right. That song was not a big hit, actually. It uh, it never reached the Billboard Hot 100, um, and it only got to number 43 on the U.S. R&B chart, if you can believe it. That's an amazing song. Uh, but Dan remembers that it was a big hit that first summer he lived in the Bronx. Yeah. So whether it was a big hit or not, it was a big hit with Dan Blaker. It was a big hit in the Bronx. Uh, before that, we had Looking Glass is version of brandy brandy what a sweet song that's a summery song 
It is. It was. There's a, a lot going one. on. Recorded in, that song. in 1972. I know. Can you believe that? Um, and it spent who, one week who at number one. That one. Oh, that was requested by uh, by my older sister Dawn, who lives in Long Beach Island, New Jersey. There's a. What was the story behind that one? There's a lot of summertime her. in that song for her. Um, she said uh, that that song reminds her of vacations as a kid in Ship Bottom. Uh, and I remember those vacations as well. A lot of AM radio. Uh, we would rent a place on the Barnicut Bay, the bay side, uh, right on the bay though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would take crab traps with us and drop them over the side with whatever kind of weird meat tied in them and try to catch crabs off the back and dock. Lis- and listen to Brandy. And listen to Brandy. AM radio. That was one That's week. Great. One week every summer for my family, we went down to Ship Bottom, New Jersey and rented a house on the bay. In the 70s. That's great. Thanks for that request, Don. That was a great song. Uh, I just wanted to say, because I got to tally things up, that song spent one week as the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in the United States in 1972. Number one. You don't have anything else That's on it. that? Number one. Kind for a of, week. Kind of scant information, if you ask me. I had a story. Um, the uh, Before that... We played Snoopy versus the Red Baron by the Royal Guardsmen. That was requested by Mike in Portland. That song was recorded in 1966. And you heard Mike uh, introduce that. That was an air guitar favorite of his and his sisters. That's funny. That's a good, a good story. Listening to records. Uh, that song, which uh, was written by Phil Gernhardt and Dick Holler uh, and recorded by the Royal Guardsmen, um, is kind of a novelty song, wouldn't you say? A Snoopy versus the Red Baron yes, song? Yes, I would say so. And they were a novelty uh, act, and they went on to produce several other Snoopy uh, songs throughout the <laughs> really? late 60s and early 70s. They did. Um, there was a lot of money in Snoopy songs? There was, and here's why. That single, Snoopy versus Red Baron, made it to number two on the Billboard Hot 100 during the week of December 31st, 1966. Number two on the U.S. chart, and... In 1967, starting in February of 1967, when it reached Australia, it sat in number one on the Australian chart for five weeks. Number one in 1967 in Australia was Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Oh, wow. I totally stopped paying attention to everything you were saying. But I was thinking, thinking? wouldn't you be super disappointed if this was the story of, um, what was it, Judy? What was, who was Judy with the IQ of 172? Uh, Judy Holiday. Judy Holiday, yeah. Like if she had made all her money on Snoopy songs and she had an IQ of 172, you'd just be out of your mind, wouldn't you? I would, I mean, yeah, it's possible that I would be livid. I would certainly be taking it out on her and everybody else like her. That was the set. Second let's, set of let's requests. Let's go on. Let's, let's play some more songs. Here's another one. Sunshine Everybody loves the sunshine 
sort of smile and kiss me goodbye. The tears were beginning to show. As he drove away on that rainy night, I begged him to go slow. What he heard, I'll never know.
right. That's the Reverend Horton Heat doing Big Red Rocket of Love. And that's uh, on the 1996 album, It's Martini Time. That was requested by Holly, who's uh, out there in the world somewhere. Thanks for that one, Holly. That's definitely a summer song. Uh, Before that, we had the Shangri-Las doing Leader of the Pack, which was recorded in 1964. Had a lot of 50 sound in that song, but that was 1964. And that was requested by our very own Shannon Emerson. Uh, Shannon, what, uh, what brought you to request that particular song for the summer show? Well, I in high school, I really uh, got into 50s and 60s music. And um, I just enjoyed it. I, I remember asking for cassette tapes of 50s or 60s music from, for Christmas. And I got it. And, uh, and so this song, I remember in the summer... We would go to, I would go to the boys' baseball games because I could see boys. Oh. They would be playing, and if they weren't, then sometimes people from the other team would come watch that game, so it was like just... You could see boys. Boys, I could see boys. What's so, so good about boys? <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Okay. Um, and so... I'll, I'll have to use my imagination. I remember I'll that. I'll see the appeal. <laughs> I would, I remember that, uh, anyway, I would, I would recite the first part of that song, upon request somehow it was like something that I did and I, I don't people know people would ask you not maybe not maybe I can't remember who but there was one person maybe or something and so or you maybe said hey can I do the yeah well leader? I don't think that's the case but that's kind of what it sounds like as I say it now but it really wasn't that way but I did enjoy uh making the boys laugh well that was uh a big hit that song so it's no wonder that you actually uh remember it and loved it so much that hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 on November 28th, 1964. And uh, the strange thing about that is that only a couple weeks earlier, Lyndon Johnson was reelected as the leader of the free world, the pack, possibly, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. uh, in a landslide victory over Barry Goldwater. He had 486 electoral votes. Can you believe that? So I make a song request for a summer song. And in discussing that song, you say Barry Goldwater. I got Barry Goldwater that, in. That's that's impressive. Barry Goldwater was trammeled by <laughs> Lyndon Johnson. 486 electoral votes. I still, I, I see a look of incredulity on your face. I wish that everybody in Radioland could see this look because I don't know if it means, uh, what it means. I mean, I'm not being, I'm not feeling incredulous about Barry Goldwater. I'm just saying. He got creamed. And uh, after I thought about this, I thought about the famous Daisy ad, which I don't know how many people know about this, but this is a famous ad that was run for one week uh, during the summer of 1964. Uh, Lyndon Johnson, his campaign, they were going to exploit the fact that a lot of people thought Barry Goldwater was kind of a nutball. So they put out this ad. Children can live. 
are to go into the dark. We must either love each other or we must die. Vote for President Johnson on November 3rd. The stakes are too high for you to stay home. Wow. That is very threatening. Lyndon Johnson had the biggest balls in American political history, and those were them on display right there. We must either love each other or we must die. That is quite a powerful message. Right, basically, no, it was basically it was vote for me or you're going to die. It was brilliant, wasn't it? That's exactly what it was. That People side. think that politics is nasty now. 1964, Lyndon Johnson put that ad out. And uh, it was actually quite controversial, and the Republicans protested it, and it was pulled... Um, after the first week, but that only, of course, made it that much more famous. So it was a brilliant move. We started wow. that set with uh, Everybody Loves the Sunshine, kind of a different note. That was a 1976 song by Roy Ayers, and that was requested by Snozy, who's right here in Portland, Oregon. Thanks for that uh, request, Snozy. That song was really nice. And then I brought it down with the Daisy ad. That's true. But we could just say, Everybody Loves the Sunshine. Everybody Loves the Sunshine. Everybody does love the sunshine. Bunnies hopping in the grass. Yeah. And now it's all gone. It's fine. And we and therefore we love each other and We've we'll forgotten be forgotten the daisy ad and now we're ready to exactly. play some more music. So and have some more fun. We have a request from a fellow DJ. Uh, this is from Flathead over at Phillips and Flathead Radio Hour. Uh, they're broadcast live every Friday at 10 p.m. Well, most every Friday. Uh, they're taking kind of a hiatus right now. The next show is Friday, July 4th. And that's, uh, I think, probably going to be... Uh, July 4th show, wow. if I'm guessing July correctly. 4th show. July 4th show on Phillips and Flathead. Um, here is. I hope he plays Lee Greenwood. He has to. Of course. I'll tell him. Yeah, just tell him. Here's what Flathead wants us to play for him. To me, the song is about summer the most is Sunny by Bobby Hebb. Sunny is a song that has a lot of memories for me, deep seated. Memories of experiences I had in the summer. You know, this song, Sunny, was about JFK, president who was killed down in, down in Dallas. It was a sunny day, and I don't think that was why he named the song Sunny, but I was there because I was actually mowing the lawn on the grassy knolls. There was, of course, famously, a lawn moment out there that day and that was me I was mowing the lawn there on the grassy knoll suddenly my lawnmower backfires and a lot of people are looking at me with their cameras and things and I was just waving and all you know it's just my lawnmower backfiring but still taken in for questioning held for a very long time before being released. While I was in jail, there was music coming from down the hall. It was Sunny by Bobby Hebb. But you're saying Bobby Hebb recorded the song and then you were hearing it later the same day on the air. Well, he was a fast writer. He was already at work on this song. And... Uh, well, now that I think about it, could have been later, maybe perhaps several years. Yeah, about two and a half but years. This is the song about JFK, and that day I'll never forget because it was so hot. It wasn't hot. It wasn't hot. I mean, that's one of the things people always talk about. It had been raining that day, 
and if it had continued raining, then they would have had that that bubble. Remember, there was the the, the presidential limos used to have a, a bubble, kind of like a, the Pope Mobile does now. And had it still been raining, they would have had the that bubble on, and then he probably wouldn't well, have you been know, shot. It, maybe these are my memories that I am trying to share, not your memories. Well, look, just so that we're clear, my favorite summer song is Sunny. You know, I don't know why I think of summer when I think of Sunny, but I do. All right, it's my song. You request your own song. Dick. Sit back, put your feet up and relax. 
lot of these summer songs tend to have drawn out endings, I've noticed. They do. There's lots going on at the end. It's just like you don't want to give it up. Um, that was School's Out by Alice Cooper. That guy. Uh, that was requested by Tate in Ohio. And I was very surprised to learn that this song was recorded in 1972. I would have thought it was later for some reason. It was still big in the 80s. Still big. Yeah. Perennial favorite. Yeah. I was amazed uh, as well that it was that early. Alice uh, Cooper, you mofo. School's out. Stay in school, don't do drugs. School is out around here. School just finished up in Portland yesterday. I know it's finished up a lot of places earlier, but... uh, Right, so this is kind of an appropriate night for the show, even if it's not actually summer yet, because it's the beginning of summer vacation. It is the first day of summer vacation. So that's kind of good. That's true. Uh, Before that was Glory Days by Just Jack. That was requested by Aaron in Portland. And uh, that was one of those songs, one of the many songs in tonight's show. We did a dozen songs. There were a lot of these songs that I'd never heard of before they were requested by our folks. I'd never heard of the song either. Yeah. It's great to hear new songs. Uh, Before that was uh, Flathead's request, Sunny by Bobby Hebb. Um, That's Flathead in California. And I'll tell you what, I'm just going to say it. That Flathead is kind of a hassle. He's a pain. Yeah. He's kind of, you know, I mean, I know no one wants to say it, but the truth is he's kind of a pest and he's kind of full of shit i'd like to meet him sometime i was supposed to meet him i was just down in uh, well he's not reliable the phyllis and flathead studios he's not reliable at all i've i really thought i was going to meet him both times i was a guest dj on that show i thought i was going to meet him and something prevented it from happening but you keep him around because he's always got a good story to tell he has a lot of good stories speaking of being incredulous yeah well Uh, that was our show 12 songs requested by our listeners good job Summer songs. Yeah, thank you for sending in your requests. And uh, fun, fun list of songs. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get to all the requests. We had so many that we would have been able to fill two hours, I think, with the with all the requests. So, if you didn't get your request tonight, you got the feeling that I remember from summers when we would listen to a lot of radio, uh, which was waiting around for your request to get played. Yeah, that was right. I did a lot of waiting for my request. Yep. And a lot of times it didn't get played. So we gave you that experience tonight. Some people, other people got their request played, which of course was always maybe the most amazing feeling was when you got your right. request actually played and your name said on the radio. Yep. It so, was, it, it's true. It's a different experience then. So you all got an experience out there. Uh, I was going to say something else about that, but. It's not important because we're out of time and uh, I'll just say our next show is Saturday, July 19th at 9 p.m. Please tune in uh, to see what we've got up our sleeve in July and uh, watch your mailboxes for some kind of invitation. I was going to say that you might hear your request in the post show. You might. If you keep listening. If you keep listening. But you got to hope. We We, don't know. We might draw it out because we want to uh, give that feeling of waiting and waiting and waiting and maybe you won't or maybe you will. So you have one more to play, right? We do. You have your uh, request? I have my request for myself, and I know that some people would probably just go ahead and call that playing a song when you're the DJ, uh, <laughs> but I like to think of it as a request, and uh, this song takes me back to one of the great summers of my life, the summer of 1999. Thank you. 
Jackson, we're going to meet. 